Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. We have a great show for you tonight. A lot going on in the world, but we have your motorsport fix here on Sunday night. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio in Austin, joined by my cohort, Les Kaiser. How are you doing, Les? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a busy show, and it is tense. We're going to be serious for a bit. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, and there's a lot going on in the world that we're going to not talk, try not to talk about. Some of it's connected to our world here in motorsports, well, as we'll, a lot of you we'll know. We'll definitely take enough time of the show to make sure you understand of what will likely roll out this week. At least you'll have a foundation of whatever it is that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm going to open up the chat. We got people on YouTube. I'm in uh, Facebook. If you're uh, yep. around Facebook, I'll so, engage with us there. Yeah. So, but let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight because we have lots. Obviously, Formula One testing at Barcelona, and we have a couple of fantastic interviews that Bob Varsha did for us. As you, if you follow us at all, you'll know that Bob joins us during the Formula One season for our official broadcast that we do, the Formula One pre and post race shows. And if you want to find out how to listen to all that, you can go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. But Bob's not with us on our normal Sunday night show, but he's going to be with us in kind because he did those interviews for us. He sat down with, on Thursday, he sat down with Mick Schumacher and great interview. And then he sat down Friday with Gunther Steiner, the team principal of Haas F1, and this was right, this was really a couple of hours after they removed the livery, the Urakali Russian livery from the car and everywhere else, by the way, including the website. They've scrubbed everything. There are no Urakali or right. uh, what logos on anything Haas have won anymore. So he sat down with him and we are going to, we're going to play clips from both of those interviews and discuss a lot about that. You know, so, one of the things that makes let me, that Let me finish what we got here. So, And then we're going to talk about the Andretti Global F1 project because uh, that has continued, as you know, Les. That's continued down. Those two topics may be related now. Yes, exactly. That's that's one of the things we are going to talk about. And uh, we're also going to talk about IndyCar. we got IndyCar opening up today. So we'll talk about that and a very cool victory <laughs> that I was so excited about. This IndyCar race, and I, honestly, I couldn't be more excited about Scott McLaughlin winning. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I as soon as he won, I dug up an interview that we did with him in uh, two years ago when he came to the states and he tested at Coda, the IndyCar, and I think it was his second test in an IndyCar 
But if you want to get to know him a little more, go to our YouTube channel and check out that video because he he's a really nice kid. He seems so yeah. young in person. I got to do that interview, so it was really it was really emotional fun. at the end of the day today for him. Yeah, uh, emotional and for physical. Me. <laughs> yeah, and physical. But but let's jump right into it because I want to start off with some of the clips from the Gunther Steiner interview that Bob Varsha did for us, and I think let's let's start off right at the top where he talks about how they. This was a, literally a, a few hours after they removed the sponsorship. So let's start with that. I'm speaking with Gunter Steiner, a regular figure here on Speed City Radio. And he is, of course, the team principal for the only American-owned team in the Formula One World Championship, Haas Formula One. Gunter, under the circumstances, uh, we're, we're very grateful for you agreeing to spend some time with us. No, uh, happy to be here and uh, to explain you things if you if you need to know them, you know, so always happy to be with you guys. Great. Thank you. We'll get to testing in a moment. But obviously, the pressing question is the Russian invasion of Ukraine, your team sponsored by a Russian company. You acted very quickly to remove the Ural Kali sponsorship from the car, the transporter, your social media sites. And Formula One has followed your lead, one might say, by saying that the Russian Grand Prix is off for now. Um, events are spiraling along very quickly. What can you tell us about how the decision was arrived at to remove the sponsorship from your vehicles? Yesterday morning, as we, uh, as we got up, uh, Gene and I were at breakfast and we discussed the situation. You know, what happened uh, uh, during the night uh, uh, and uh, we just discussed it and talked it through, you know, and then you digest it. And then when we got into the truck, basically, uh, uh, you know, some of the partners uh, told us they are, I mean, they were behind us, but uh, obviously uh, unhappy with the situation and uh, uh, sat down with Gene and we just decided to take it off. It was very, very simple because I, I, I think uh, uh, that, that is what, what we should have done and have done. Gene Haas being the team owner, of course, All right, so Les, uh, you know, the, the thing that struck me about that is that they quickly made this decision and said, this is the right thing to do, let's go. Yeah, yeah, and you know, folks, we're gonna try to convey the magnitude of everything that's going on without getting too political or, or historical and things, but oh, We might no actually means, get political. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, get, we're gonna have I to might. touch on it a little bit because you need to understand the magnitude of what's going on as you do things like this. This is, uh, you know, if we ignored everything else, which is not should not happen, the magnitude and the financial impact of removing your primary sponsor and all of that is a big deal for a team. You know, let's just forget about the actual identity. That is a big deal for a team to walk away from that. And so, you know, I'm going to say kudos to Gene and Gunther and and team to do that uh, that so quickly. And you know what? Let's go straight into the next clip because Gunther talks about that, talks about the financial side of it. And it, it, it's this discussion is about, is this the end of your relationship with Urakali? But he goes into exactly about the financial side of it. So let's hear this clip. You have told the press that there are legal issues to be sorted out next week. Can we imply from that that uh, this may mean the end of your relationship with Urakali and by extension with Nikita Mazepin's association with the team? 
I cannot go into that, Bob, uh, obviously, for uh, because uh, there are contractual issues we need to sort. And uh, I think uh, we need to speak uh, 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 with uh, the Urakali guys about it. Uh, and, and then we come up with a solution. There is always a solution to be found, you know. So uh, I, I would like to comment on that one right now. Okay. Um, we see from the news broadcast that there is apparently significant blowback to the Russian government from their actions in Ukraine. Um, does you, your colleague have a position about the whole thing, pro or con? No, uh, they, they, they didn't send out anything and they had no, no position uh, to communicate. Okay. Well, good luck with that going forward. Okay, we're going to go to the next clip, which actually goes straight into that financial side of it. And this is him talking about all different kinds of sponsors. Let's go straight into that. I told the press that the finances of the team are okay, was the word you used. Um, does that mean that uh, the team has been successful in developing a, uh, a budget base and additional sponsorships and so forth? So if if Ural Cowley for some reason is not with you in the future, the team will still be all right? Yeah, the, uh, the team will be all right. Uh, uh, the team is, uh, is all right, you know, not will be, it is all right. And obviously we need to find replacements, but uh, I, I think in the moment uh, uh, the, the, the sponsorship market is not too bad, you know, so we, we just need to, to work and find it. But in the moment uh, we, are, we, are, we are very stable and, and, and uh, properly financed. I like that stable and basically he just said it and you know if you if you looked at if you look at this full interview on YouTube and you can really look at his face I don't I didn't see any hesitation at all and and you know Gunther he's not a BSer yeah no <laughs> and I think that they are in good shape and what he said was is immediately what I thought there are sponsors coming out of the woodwork right now with Formula 1 with particularly with the growth of it in the United States and the money here let's face it Absolutely. And, you know, we've heard so much about the money required for a team nowadays and what's involved in getting on it. So he can't take it lightly. By all means, they have considered this through and through. And so, uh, you know, to have that name removed from the car, to have the Russian flags, quite honestly, the only thing left uh, Russian-wise to that car is Nikita. Mm-hmm. And... I have some interesting thoughts. <laughs> oh, that's a whole pot we're going to stir in a bit. Yeah, we are because <laughs> I, 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 I'll just start it with this and saying I don't really see a path to keeping him, oh. unless something completely dramatic happens. If Putin decides he's a different person, I don't see how Putin I, sponsors Haas. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go there. So, and we have some really interesting ideas tonight. We want to talk about? Yeah. I, I don't know. We've. I've been. I was at IndyCar all day today watching it. I didn't really get to go out and look and see what other people are saying about all of this. But I have some really interesting thoughts about the Andretti and Haas and all that too. But, but as far as Nikita, I don't really see how he stays. So I honestly do not. Now, I also feel like there has to be cons some consideration of he has no control over his lineage, his father, etc. Do we punish him for it? I, you know, so I have a little bit of, of compassion, if you will, in that. But regardless, this has to be addressed on every means possible. And I'm sorry, Nikita. I mean, he, he's nice enough to us when we work together and professional. He was. He was very, he was actually surprisingly 
gregarious and uh, welcoming to us. He was great with us, but but I, you know, he let's face it, it he wouldn't be here if his father weren't sponsoring the team. Exactly, and I, I think you know his lap times last year showed that, and. Uh, I just, you know, I think he was, he's a good driver, but I just don't know if he's well, the caliber and, of where he would be today if he wasn't for his father. I'll add to that. Let's remove all the names. Look at the grid. That one guy is always at the very end of the grid. Should yeah. he be there? Isn't there somebody that might can get up one or two spots higher in the rank? Yep. That's pretty much what I, I'm I saying. I think we would say that about anybody. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and, and noticeably t- further down. Yeah. With the absence of our buddy here, Jonathan. I remember he got invited to Russia for a party. Oh, yeah, did he? yeah. Well, uh, he, he didn't go, did he? <laughs> if you our YouTube channel, go look that one up. It was a hilarious uh, interaction with Nikita Mazepin because we were talking about Netflix and we were talking about how Netflix is they they traveled with him and went to Moscow and uh, anyway, it's a hilarious clip. But let's yeah, get yeah. to a break, Les. We got hey, lots that- to talk about tonight, so let's get that done. We'll take a break now. You listen to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Lots more about all of this after this break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. 
VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Winding Road Racing is a leading provider of road racing and performance equipment at each of our locations in Texas, California, Georgia, and Kentucky. But we know some racers want that same high-quality gear, customer service, and pricing without leaving home. Check out the online store at windingroadracing.com. It's got all the same high-quality brands you've come to know us for. Alpine Stars, Stilo Helmets, Chill Out, and AIM Data Systems, all available at great prices and delivered directly to you with free shipping. Log on now, windingroadracing.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Karan Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. Mike Bowles on YouTube says, please speak on Roman crash on saturday oh, yeah. uh, bell and buxton seem to have a difference of opinion i i that's pretty clear to me he, he messed up okay, he just ran into the back of that car and no excuse he had a mile ahead of him to see but yeah. that's my opinion so yeah you know uh, he did uh you know i hear the closing speed was incredibly fast and he he had plenty of time kind of thing yeah it doesn't uh, that, that you know that i roma is obviously a incredibly fast driver and right. incredibly talented and i love him he's he's fun but yeah, he's that was clearly a, a mistake you know everybody makes a mistake and he made one then so hey i want to say something regarding our you know the whole topic of russia that we're talking about through the evening this evening by no means are we making light of the rest of the things that are happening there and i just want under everybody understand we're totally sincere and our hearts go out to Citizens who, of both countries who are isn't? against. I think there's only one, one person on the planet, yeah, and his name is Putin, who thinks this yeah, is anything yeah. other than what you just said. So I, so I can't uh, even imagine it. So. Yeah. So absolutely, hearts and everything imaginable uh, go out to citizens of both countries that are uh, not absolutely. in favor of what's happening. Yeah. All right. So let's. Um, we're going to play clip number six, producer. This one is Gunther Steiner talking about a potential replacement for Nikita Mazepin. Ooh. If uh, Nikita Mazepin cannot continue with the team for whatever reason, do you turn to your reserve driver, Pietro Fittipaldi, or do you have any other plan? No, if Nikita couldn't drive uh, for, for one or another reason, uh, uh, the, the first call would go to Pietro. Obviously, he's with us for a few years, and then we would see uh, what we do next. But, uh, I mean, Pietro is always around with us for, uh, for the reason. I mean, the last years we needed a reserve driver with COVID, having COVID around, you know, so uh, he's always around. He knows the team. He knows the car. To jump in from one day to the other, there is no uh, nobody better than Pietro around in the moment. And did he do a great job last year, uh, not last yeah. year, year before, at the end of the season? Yeah. It was phenomenal. He stepped in and did not miss a beat and was competitive right off the bat. Absolutely. And, you know, certainly he's got a great history of driving all kinds of things. And so, you know, I love it. You know, the other thing, would we finally have an American driver in an American <laughs> Formula One team? 
sort of. <laughs> Miami is America. I know, I know, but he fly, he flies. He races under the Brazilian flag, so... He was born outside of Miami, I believe it is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's true. I, that, I sent out a tweet. It said, are we going to replace the Russian-born... Mazepin with the Miami-born Pietro Fittipaldi, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be cool. And I, I, I mean, he was obviously fast. Now, if absolutely. That, now that that was just the beginning of that conversation because I think Gunther was thinking if that happens immediately or with short notice, obviously you know, Pietro is going to get the call and he can fill in. But if they've got time, then there's lots of names that are that have been bannered around. Do you have a Nazi? Mm -hmm. There's lots of names that are being bantered, bantered around, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But... I don't see Giovinazzi getting in there. Sorry, sorry, Antonio. Well, there's, there's uh, that that opens up a big conversation, so it, it will be interesting to see that. So let's see what I, I think. The next clip I want to talk about is, um, let's talk about where he talks about the the new car performance, including this. Uh, the sea mammal issue that all the teams are having. So <laughs> I can't do, a, can't I do, can't do a dolphin squeak. Yeah. <laughs> or a porpoise. All right, let's hear <laughs> from Gunther Steiner again. Uh, this would be number three producer. This is about the, now let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to what you've been able to accomplish during this first week of preseason testing. Um, how is the new car working for you? Oh, we get off, uh, uh, we got off a little bit of a rocky start, uh, uh, on, uh, on the first day of testing. Uh, we had uh, some gremlins in the car, very small issues, which cost us a lot of time. I mean, uh, uh, the first morning we were ready to go out and then we, we discovered that, uh, uh, a fuel leak in the fuel tank, you know, as strange as that sound, but it, uh, the pressure wasn't right. So the engine guys don't, the, uh, do not want to operate the engine. Uh, you know, going into the fuel system always costs time. Uh, then we went out, did a few laps, uh, uh, trying to understand aerodynamics, uh, uh, the, the, the ground effect and so on. Uh, and, and then we had a, a leak of uh, one of the cooling systems, which again took us a few hours to fix. Uh, it was a very simplistic uh, fault. Uh, a, a pipe uh, wasn't done properly, you know. And, and then um, we, we, we spent some time to understand how the car behaves aerodynamically more than anything else, the floor, because ground effect floor is completely different than what we had last year uh, or the last years, not only last year. So that took a little bit of time, uh, and uh, but I think we made good progress. Then the second day was actually pretty good. You know, we were out there, I got understanding, uh, got in a good uh, uh, movement of, of doing uh, working through things, uh, and uh, both, both drivers did uh, quite quite good laps. And then this morning, uh, unfortunately, we went out and had a noise leak on the engine on the on the wrong side of the engine, basically the side towards the chassis where you have to take the whole engine out, you have to take the gearbox first out and the engine. We took it out. I mean, it happened after six or seven laps in the morning. Then the, everything was back together at three o'clock. But then the surprise was it wasn't any better. And then we need, we had to call it a day. So basically, today we learned very little, unfortunately. But uh, the good thing is, I think with the running yesterday, we have got a much better understanding how this car behaves. So we can do in the next 10 days to get prepared for Bahrain, a lot of homework with simulations, uh, the guys, the engineers going through stuff. The mechanics learned a lot because they had to do so much work on the car. It's a complete new car. And the only way to uh, to learn to work quicker on these cars is to do it. You know, you cannot read a paper about it. I mean, if you have taken an engine out 20 times, they get pretty quick. 
the first time takes a long time because they need to get used to it. So we have been a little bit through that one. I try just try to get a few positives into this, but the, in general, uh, I, I'm I'm actually already looking forward to the test in Bahrain because with the progress we made yesterday, we made big steps yesterday. So I think there is a, a, still a, a quite a few big steps in the car uh, uh, from the performance side of it. Well, you know even better than I do that if you're going to have problems, testing is when to have them and not during race weekends. It sounds like a lot of the problems you've been having are, are what you might call typical new car blues. You know, the, a loose fitting here, a leak there, not something fundamentally wrong with the race car. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. There was no uh, no problem with the system or or, or or something like this. It was really, you, you know... Uh, in 2022, this small problem should should not happen, but they always happen. You know, you always get caught out by the by, by, uh, by the 50 cent piece. Um, on day one, uh, Mick Schumacher had trouble with uh, damage to the under tray, and there's been a lot of talk about aerodynamic porpoising as teams get used to using Venturi tunnels rather than upper car aerodynamics, if I can call them that. Um, have you experienced that porpoising effect, and do you have a solution in mind? Yeah, that, that was that was I meant with the aerodynamic developing. Uh, you know, we found solutions to it, and you found a solution how to make it work. Because uh, when the car starts to bounce, bounce, uh, it's undrivable. But we found solution for that one, and now you need to work backwards. How can you get? Because obviously, by by fixing this problem, you lose performance. But how can you go back to get the performance back into the car? You know, and that is that is where we made good progress yesterday, and we put some parts on this morning where we could see on the data that we are the right direction. Unfortunately, we couldn't go through the whole test program, but we have got uh, quite a lot of stuff in the pipeline uh, where we think we can make the car better because we understand it a lot better now. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many, there's a lot to unpack there. It's interesting what he said about the mechanics, right? They need practice too. It's like, I, I would rather them get practice in a different time. Let's get, yeah, uh, can, can we just do like the step together models? We just took them apart, put them back together several yeah, times. Let's, you do, know, let's do that. Back without, at home. <laughs> let's do that without wasting our valuable time. But look there, I, it, at this point, I don't know what to expect. We don't know what's going on right now. People could be sandbagging. There's so many different things that go on during this time. It's exactly what Bob said. We got to look at with a squint. There's some strategy that goes on that uh, has become more and more apparent is that during this testing, during some of these testing sessions, they may not be actually looking for the fastest lap. They be maybe taking measurements off of a wing angle or a change sure. of a cowling that, okay, now we're putting some gills in it or now we're not. And so... It's sometimes not as obvious what they're really working on. And so, uh, like I said, if he thinks it was productive, good. Yeah, he said he was looking for the silver lining, basically. So we'll take it. Uh, I want to talk to a couple of uh, questions that we got. These came from YouTube. Um, Bill's, Bill Ricker says, uh, Mexico City runs their GP through the baseball stadium. It looks awesome, right? The Formula yeah. One. He said, why didn't St. Pete run uh, past the end of stands facing away from the track? Good point. I mean, um, why not? I don't. I, I enjoyed the race today, though. I mean, yeah. it wasn't packed full of excitement. It was a great finish. You didn't know if if uh, McLaughlin was going to be able to hold on to that. And I mean, he had more push to pass and all that. But I don't know, Bill. That's a good question. We I, will... I do like that kind of thing. And I think of uh, Macau. Jonathan goes to Macau and calls that race series. And uh, you know, I love the tightness of a street race. 
I love Oh no! Oh mayhem! <laughs> we have we yeah. haven't even talked about Jonathan. Sorry, he is he's not up in doing, Russia. He's up yeah, he's not in Russia. He's not he's in the United States, thank goodness. It's, he it's is Saint Petersburg. Yeah, Petersburg, Florida. Let's yeah. get that clear. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I didn't get it. <laughs> he's with he's doing Trans Am down there. He's been on YouTube live all day so i think he's still traveling back to the hotel i don't even know where he is at this point but he couldn't make it tonight but oh and i heard there was a great turnout from uh corner marshal james that oh, yeah. uh, also works coda so. i did i did hear that about trans am so yeah, yeah. that uh, a great series great attendance out there things are uh, coming back too yeah and speaking of traveling in the united states and everything we have Decided not to go. We were going to go to Bahrain. One of us was going to yeah. go to Bahrain, and we're not going to do it. We had to make the decision about 24 hours ago because the ticket prices and things were shooting up. You would think they wouldn't. With All kinds going, of things. You wouldn't <laughs> think that they would go up with what's going on in the world, but yeah. I know Bahrain's not exactly close yeah. to Russia and Ukraine, but anyway. So so we're, we're you know, the whiteboard has been wiped clean. Coming back, we're thinking Montreal, Miami, Austin, Mexico. Those are done. We're going to all those races. We'll and be somebody will be what, there. Y'all tell us where else should we go? Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to all the north. Our contract with Formula One this year says we're going to go to five races. So obviously, we're going to go to Miami, Austin, Canada, Mexico. Uh, I say obviously, probably those, and then we're going to go to at least a European. We were going to go to the Bahrain test and maybe stay for the. GP after that, but I don't know what we're going to do now. So we have to take a look at everybody's schedules because yeah. uh, this year, of course, on our Formula One broadcast, Bob will be back, and Dave O'Neill, who is the former Haas F1 team manager, is going to be back with us. We have, I, I mean, we have a ton of new followers on YouTube from all this activity that we've gotten from Bob's interview, and if people are just now finding us, we have a star-studded staff for the, our Formula One broadcast yeah. that we do. We do the official pre- and post-race show on uh, on national radio. You can go to our website to find out more about that. But let's, let's, let's get a break in. We're at the bottom of the hour, and we got more clips, lots more to talk about. You listen to Speed City, back after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely... No, uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Talk 1370. Hello to everyone. This is Gunther Steinhoff. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right. So a few minutes ago, Mike asked or Mike commented on um, YouTube, and he was talking about Andretti and giving um, this giving Andretti an opportunity with Haas being in their situation. So we're going to talk a lot about that because we have some really fun thoughts about that. But to lead us into that, we're going to play a clip from Gunther Steiner talking about the Michael Andretti and all that. And if you've been under a rock, a week ago, Mario just casually dropped a tweet on yeah, Friday, Friday afternoon <laughs> Friday, and said, oh, by the way, we're, we're doing this, so, which we already pretty much knew, but it was great. So, but let's hear from uh, Bob Barsha asking Gunther Steiner about the Andretti deal. In a very publicized move, Michael Andretti has made application to start a Formula One team from scratch. It sounds from the media reports as though up and down the pit lane, there are mixed reactions to, uh, to an Andretti, a second American team, if you will, coming into the sport. What are your thoughts about Michael's desire to start a Formula One team? I think Michael wants a Formula One team. He tried last year to buy Sauber, which was not successful. And now he tries this way. I don't know how, uh, how, how this day's DFI process works to, uh, to get a license. I know the FOM process. Uh, uh, you need to pay for your license. And uh, FOM 
will decide with the teams together, you know, what to do. I mean, in the end, it's a decision of the FM what to do and not the teams, but for sure the teams will have uh, an opinion because it impacts everybody because uh, uh, the revenue will be split between more people or between more, uh, more, more, more teams. So obviously decreasing. So I don't think everybody will be happy about that. And uh, uh, I mean, I, I just, uh, I wait with my opinion until it's all official and we speak about officially uh, uh, how this is moving forward. Because uh, up to now, I didn't see anything internally from FIA or FM official to the teams anyway. So I, I, I haven't spoken with Michael. Okay. So uh, by the way, Mike, I literally wrote almost a word for word, word for word in my notes. I said, is this situation at Haas the perfect opportunity for Andretti? I wrote that in my notes. It's like Mike's hacked into my Google Drive and reading my notes. But so there, yes, it could be an opportunity, but there's a lot going on here, right? Let's unpack this a little bit by saying, first of all, they've applied to the FIA. The FIA right. needs to approve this, right? And I don't know if you saw all this, but Toto Wolf and Christian Horner both came out and were like, well, I don't know if we're, we need to think about this. We need to study on this. And I don't know if they're ready. Can they get a billion dollars together? Cause that's what it's going to cost. And yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot to that because the first thing that a lot of these teams think is they don't want to cut into their share of tel television revenue. Right. And, uh, as I was taking down my notes, I stumbled across this article on, I think it was a motorsport.com where they'd interviewed uh, Zach Brown and Zach Brown said everything I was going to say, except much more eloquently and, and much more intelligently, especially cause he's in the inside. But, but so I'm going to read a little bit about what, uh, Zach Brown said, because he said it perfectly. He said, I think Andretti is a name, highly credible racing team and knowing who his backers are and who he is, they will no doubt help grow the sport in North America. Zach Brown said, um, he also talked about how the dollars right he talked about these television dollars he says one of the concerns is about all new entrants will it mean their television rights income could go down and the revenue will have to be between share between 11 instead of 10. right well that mechanism in the concord agreement that that says 200 million dollars that's your that's your entry fee that's your uh right. that's your cover charge to get in the door and it's 200 million dollars so that should cover it for a while right but are you kidding me are you kidding me that they Formula One has been just frothing to get into North America to get into you know yeah. what is what is the United States like twenty eight percent of the world's GDP yeah. so a lot of those companies are ready to sponsor and with the Netflix effect with television the ratings are going through the roof I, I think it would be short sighted is is the politically correct way to say that but are you crazy yeah not wanting an andretti formula one team with you know everything on, that man. they bring <laughs> come on man yeah <laughs> no yeah i'm i'm with you on that and you know i i'd love to hear from our uh our british colleague who chuckled when the americans were going to put an f1 team on the grid yeah a couple years ago i honestly wonder how six years ago now it's, yeah it's six years ago now Almost, I honestly wonder how those that were so critical of Haas at that time, you know, you know, it's, you know, hasn't been a smooth run ship and, but it's getting there. There's, you know, been some obstacles, but really when you come and it's a name like Andretti who has formula one legacy, you know, where Gene Haas did not, I get it. You know, that, uh, are you okay. going to question that and everything that comes with 
the Andretti name yeah. in, in all its different genres and audiences. Yeah, and backers and everything else. So I'm going to come back to something you said. You said it hasn't been run smoothly. Okay, so the rich energy thing was a complete debacle. Yeah. Um, the Uricali thing now is looking like a complete debacle. Now, on Uricali, though, uh, I'm not, I think we're saying that wrong, by the way. I heard some people Ura, talking about Uricali. Yeah, Uricali. Um, is that, so Gene Haas said, I've achieved my goals. I've been here for five years. I signed a five-year contract. We talked to Gunther about this, and he's, he, just like Gunther always does, he told us flat out. Yeah. <laughs> Gene said, okay, Gunther, go, go get us some sponsors. And this was before the Netflix effect. Yeah. And Uricali said, we're going to write you a big, giant, fat check, and we're going to bring the sun. And, you know, look, let's let's go back and look at what Nikita Mazepin did in Formula 2. He he was good. He did good. He was he was worthy of consideration. He was worthy of a look, right? I my personal opinion after sitting across from a table from him here in Austin when they came here, yeah, was that he was very gracious and gregarious and stunningly good English. I you, you when when you heard him, you think he was from London or something, but I don't know if he has the chops to do this because you know to me. At the pinnacle of this, you have to be serious about your sport, serious about everything, about your fitness, about your this, this, this. He joked about partying in Moscow, and it was very fun to have that conversation, but I don't know if if he is that serious about the sport, you know? I mean, it's just like anything. When something's given to you, rather than— Do you than, value it as much? That's right. So I— that's my opinion on that. That's just my opinion. So I'm with you on that. Uh, is now a good time to— to go into who his father is. And I don't see why not. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the decisions and the things that are being said have a relationship to Dimitri. And so uh, Nikita's father, uh, Dimitri Mazepin, why do we care? Well, so let's give a little history of Dimitri right quick. Uh, Well-educated, military background also in Russia. He started a fertilizer company and has done very well. He's morphed and bought and merged with chemical companies and things, and it's kept on going. He's done very well. Yeah. Ultimately, he becomes one of the high, highly respected Russian businessmen, and now he's considered like within the top 30 businessmen of Russia, which means you earn a seat at Putin's table. We don't know what he said at we, that table. We don't know. But I know, but he was in that meeting on Friday. He was in Friday's meeting. He's been in several meetings over the years with him. He's obviously respected, you know, enough that he's put at that table. So, think about that that he may be completely honest up and up, you know. Yeah, we don't know. guy in business. But that is why whatever's going to happen these next couple of weeks around this situation he is under heavy scrutiny because of that relationship and proximity to Putin. Yeah. So, I, I hope he's at the table going, turn the ship around, you maniac. But that's just... I, yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling we wouldn't see him anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I want to bring out something that Food said on YouTube. That's his name, Food McCarthy. He said was something that I've been thinking and talking about, but I didn't mention it tonight, is that F1 teams are soon going to be worth as much as an NFL franchise. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, don't, I haven't oh, looked yeah. at... I used to follow NFL franchise like the Cowboys were always way up there, and they probably still Who? are. 
<laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. And um, but the way things are going with what's happening to F one in the United States, the explosion, the in the interest, uh, those franchises are worth a lot. And and um, and that's why the Andretti. Ooh, this is a good segue. And that's why the Andretti thing is is that's why everybody's saying, are they going to really do this? Because everybody knows how much money it's going to cost. But here's the uh, the thought we had earlier. You and I talked about earlier t- earlier yeah. this uh, this afternoon. Is that so? Haas is in this situation. Andretti's wanting in. So I think that if they haven't already, they should at least have the conversation. Because first of all, you got two captains of industry. You know, because the Andretti uh, Motorsport is a is a big time industry. Yeah. I mean, a big time company now. They're they're big and getting bigger. Global. They're in all sorts of different motorsports. Obviously, Gene Haas is a successful guy. Uh, nobody wants to to walk away at this point. In other words, and um, Gene Haas is just not going to sell to Andretti flat out. I don't think no, he might, no. but I don't think. And Andretti's not going to want to partner with Gene Haas. He wants his name. Maybe they just have to argue whose names Haas comes Andretti, first. You know, Andretti we've got Haas. Stuart Haas. What about Andretti Haas or Haas Andretti? I mean, because for one, if it really does take six, seven, eight hundred million dollars, okay, guys, that you know, we know you guys have done well, but that's <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's still a big nut. That's like <laughs> you and I trying to come up with six or eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So they, anyway, they are that. That's just an idea that I had. I, I'm sure other people have thought of that too. But you know, that that's at least something to to consider. It really is. It is something I. Uh... I don't see that being something that'll come to unless Andretti gets the lead control of it because that was the big hitch in that's the last true. deal. That, yeah, that's a very he good point. That's a have, very good point. He wants to be the steering of that. Now, so, he, at the rumor that we heard, and these are from pretty good sources, um, was 80%. They, they wanted him to... Basically, pay full price, but they only get twenty percent control. They were going to keep eighty percent. Salber was. Yeah, I was like, "Hello, do I just look like I fell off the turnip truck?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, ridiculous. But, so, but at fifty fifty, especially if it were fifty forty nine fifty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the those are always the arguments, right? Yeah, you know that I could see. I'd like to see Andretti taking the lead on it and going with it because I think Andretti has a little bit more experience in uh in that realm i like the weight and the gravitas that it has globally having andretti as the name i mean yeah uh let gene stick to the rest of the sports that he does so well gunther quite honestly i i don't know what their relationship is between the andrettis and gunther i don't know i you when you bring that up it makes me think you know, we've, we've worked with the Andretti team a little bit. We've, we've hang out with Mario a little bit, yeah. but we know everybody at Haas now. It'd be like, yeah. If they came in and bought them and kicked everybody out, we'd start over. That's totally selfish. I shouldn't even say that, but, uh, food McCarthy piped in and I agree with it again. Why else would a private equity fund like Doralton capital buy into Williams? I mean, it's, these guys are Doralton capital. They're not dummies. <laughs> they are, they, they're there to make money to you know exactly buy buy low and sell high and they bought in at the right time because and i just i'm just ecstatic because that just means the world is finding out about our i say the world the united states is finding out about our sport and i'm ecstatic right. about that but hey let's get our last break in show me the money 
Show me the Please. money. Let's get our last break in. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We'll have a little bit from Mick Schumacher. Listen to Speed City live from Austin, Texas, back after a break. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com to Speed City. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com That's MotivationUSA Say.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hi, this is Magnus Walker. Greetings from downtown LA, and thanks for tuning in to Speed City. Keep Austin weird and get out and drive. Pedal to the metal. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. There you go. I like old Magnus Walker. He's funny. I think I'm going to, uh, as soon as we clock out a MotoGP next month, I think I'm going to go see that guy again. Ah. Hey, David uh, Marazzo says, you guys are forgetting that Major Saudi money wants a team. Major, Major Saudi money wants everything. They got it's everywhere. <laughs> no, it's good everywhere. point. Good point. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Where was I going to go with this, Les? Let's... We got a couple more clips, but... With Mick. We, we, got, we have Mick clips. Let me look at these. Um... Let's let's start with um, let me go back to here because Bob. By the way, Bob Varsha, I got to sit. I, I couldn't join because of logistics of where I was, uh, and I couldn't join and, and be part of the interview. And thank gosh, I couldn't because <laughs> learned a thing or two. Oh my gosh, Bob! That that if you go back and watch that entire the the, the interview with Gunther Steiner in entirety. Bob is the consummate professional. He was obviously prepared. He was smooth. He had the the presence, the gravitas. Unbelievable. So I'll stop gushing oh, about hey. it. But yeah, that's why we have him. Yep. Uh, let's um, let's start off with Mick Schumacher. There's a there's an intro. Uh, there's a video called Intro, a producer. Let's play that one real quick. That's a good start with Mick Schumacher. I'm with Mick Schumacher from Haas Formula One. And Mick, I should point out at the beginning, I covered your father's entire career for American television. Uh, I hope you know all of his legions of fans here 
are holding him in their thoughts. And I will apologize in advance if I accidentally refer to you as Michael rather than Mick. It was totally accidental. That's all right. <laughs> okay, then off we go. So two days into the first test of these brand new Formula One cars, Mick, what are your thoughts on the way your testing has gone in the new Haas creation? Yeah, I think that obviously we had a bit of a tougher time yesterday. I uh, didn't get to do many laps. Nonetheless, we got to do some this morning, which was good. I think we did. Uh, we covered more laps in one morning session than what we did in yesterday. So uh, yesterday's session, um, we learned a lot. I mean, obviously the cars have some uh, different traits compared to last year. We are at the moment most of the teams are bouncing around uh, mid mid straight to the end of straight, which is yeah a bit of a funny feeling to begin with, but you get used to it. And obviously all teams are trying to fix that. Um, are we? I think we're in a good way. So yeah, I think so far so good, and we're ready to roll in in, in Bahrain. Yeah, I I love the way Mick Schumacher. I I don't know if you knew Bob or not, but I, I uh, you know you always hesitate to bring up his dad too much, but I think sure. in in that light, I think he's happy to. I think it was respectful, and so I think it worked out well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's play uh, the next clip with Bob Varsha and Mick Schumacher talking about uh, goals. Well, you certainly sound positive about what you've experienced thus far, and you've been posting some, you know, reasonably uh, competitive times in the mid-pack uh, now and again. Uh, we all know not to look at opening day testing times with anything other than a squint, but what are your goals for yourself and the team going ahead in 2022 based on what you've seen thus far this early in the testing? Well, I think that you could say that, it, you know, if we're being optimistic, probably consistently in the points would be the target, um, you know, being consistently in Q3, Q2 and have maybe Q3 appearance here and there would be great. Um, but nonetheless, I think we'll just have to wait and see how Bahrain goes. And, and that's probably the first time we'll really see everybody showing everything they've got and, um, you know, basically going down in terms of fuel and um, also put on the right wings and stuff, which, some teams might not do at the moment because they're just trying out and, and trying to be, uh, you know, doing mileage because I think it's going to be concerning for a lot of teams this year if they're even going to make, you know, the whole race distance without any issues. Okay, Les, you heard his optimistic goal um, consistently in the points. What do you think? Uh, I think that's a little overly optimistic, but I want to see him there. Uh, you know, this team has been up in the, uh, the eight-place range quite often, uh, kind of slipped back recently, but I would like to see him go back up that direction and get there. That'll certainly improve things, but you know what? The other teams are not the same teams that they were racing against when they were in those, uh, you know, eight to 10 spot. Uh, yeah. And let's not forget the they finished fifth, I believe, um, in what, 2018. That's about right. Yeah. Or, or 19 maybe. Yeah. But I, I mean, but I think the other teams have shown the improvement yeah, since that yeah. time. And so it's, it's a different grid. It's a, it's, I think the good thing about this year that I'm so excited about, it's a complete wild card. We really don't know what to expect. I mean, we all are thinking the, the usual suspects, starting with Mercedes and right. Red Bull, but well, we don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. It's, it, uh, you know, over the, the testing, like Bob said, you kind of look at it with a squint, not making too much out of it, but not total disregard. You know, Mercedes were up front with Red Bull and McLaren and Ferrari 
all lined up there. And so, you know, and again, way towards the back was Mazepin and, and Shumi. So, uh, like I said, can't totally disregard it, but, uh, don't put too much emphasis either. Yeah. Hey, I want to go to a YouTube comment. Dixon Smith says, part of me thinks Haas is going to do some pretty major glory runs in testing at Bahrain. They need to lean into everyone comparing them to Braun GP with a plain white car and few sponsorships. That's funny. Hey, uh, speaking of YouTube, thanks everybody for the likes. We got a few likes on this. Um, if you like what we're doing, give us a like. You bet. Same on Facebook as well. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Dixon's got a, you know, a Dixon is one of the crew that was here for USGP this year that came into town. And he wanted Haas bad like we all do. He's wearing a McLaren jacket. <laughs> Picked on him about that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, when you were saying Dixon, I didn't realize you meant the the gentleman on Facebook. I thought yeah. you meant somebody no, Scott I, Dixon. I remember I like, that one. Hold on. I remember him. All right. So I want to play another clip from Mick Schumacher. And by the way, this full video is up on YouTube as well. And um, But this this one is about where he talks about his teammate, Nikita, Nikita Maspin. Let's hear it. Last year... Perhaps the media exploited it, but there were some spicy relationships between you and your teammate, Nikita. Um, how are you going into this season? What's the status of the inter-team relation, relationships? Well, I guess you could say that we're trying to be as professional as we can, uh, work together and trying to bring the team up to speed and, and into the direction that for us, for both of us, works the best. I think that, you know, it's, it's important that... Um, we work together as a team in that case and, and give the right feedback and not trying to only look onto lap times, but actually what is happening in the car. Yep. I, you know, that I, I like the way he said that though. It was a little bit almost like they don't like each other. It's, that's kind of the vibe from that. I don't know that because uh, speaking of that, a yeah, comment, this week, a comment the, on uh, YouTube. Let's hear it. David Mariazzo said, Nick is a, uh, Mick is a likable young man, and we got to meet them both yeah. at Coda, and he was. He was. They were both very likable. Nikita being a lot more gregarious, uh, Mick was more professional, and uh, and we didn't get into some of our fun that we kind of do. We were we were kind of all business for whatever at that moment, but he was a very nice guy. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Really is. Uh, you know, realize you, know, you can't ever forget that your teammate is your number one enemy and ally. And so they're both at the back of the grid. They have not been spectacular, I'll have to say. It's so hard to tell with the car, and, though, last year. How do how yeah, do you tell? Yeah, I mean, I'll say uh, I consistently feel like Mick was up front between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I think we don't have enough time to play any more clips because we've just got a couple, three minutes left. I want to talk a little bit more about IndyCar because we talked about Grosjean, how he slammed into the back of... Oh, was it Takuma Sato, right? Um, and then, but I do want to talk about Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, he was the fastest rookie. Yeah. He didn't have a fantastic race. He had a good qualifying. He looked fast. And I, I'm, I guess I'm just such a fan because we've known Kyle since two years. I mean, since F4 days. Yeah. I mean, he got into F4, won it, won the championship, what, twice? Got into F3. These are USF4, and then USF3 won the championship, the Andy Lights championship. I don't think he's going to win the Indy car. I think he's finally reached a point where he can't just obliterate right. the competition. 
But he is a really nice guy, and I'm really glad he's doing that. The fact that he's knocking these veterans back on their heels, I love. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who's this kid? (laughs) Huge field, 26 cars at uh, at St. Pete. And it was a good good last lap battle with Alex Pillow. Um, Tatiana Calderon. Another rookie, female rookie. I'm really got a lot of camera time. Yeah, she did. I, you know, we've always been big fans of females in racing. I'm looking forward to the W Series coming Absolutely. here back back to Austin. We interviewed a bunch of the W Series girls, and uh, yeah, well, oh, that's right. Uh, we got we got roasted on social media for calling them girls. I was like, really? Well, I I don't even know what to call people anymore. But anyway, they were, and, and we did actually go to the communication. We did. We went up to the, the head press of their, officer. Yeah. Up, for them and said, we don't mean any disrespect. What do we call them? Girls, women, as long as you are pleasant and not degrading, go with it. Whatever yeah. you want. Uh, it's true. But anyway, it was fun to get IndyCar back going again. Lee Diffie and the guys. That was great. Yeah. And I'm enjoying Peacock because I watched the Asian Lamal series, the entire thing on Peacock a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Yeah. A little special connection. Yes. My son, is, my son is a mechanic. In the uh, Asian Le Mans series and uh, mechanic. Is he back yet? He's back. He's back. And they're getting the car ready to go to Sebring. That's what they were doing today. Ah, ah. All right. Well, we're out of time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the new viewers and new followers that we picked up this week. It's really exciting to have you. And go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Check out all of our socials. We're great on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram, eh, not so much. And really, that's about it. But uh, we try to put out new content all the time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next Sunday night. Ciao, y'all. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.